theyeshiva.net. Okay, good morning, everybody. A good good bench, dear. Shana Tevom Sukkah to one and all. So I'm sorry for my delay. I uh, I also have a flight this morning to Los Angeles. I have a lecture there this evening in Yavna. So uh, we'll have a little bit of a shorter shear. And Be'ez uh, Hashem, the next shear will be Thursday morning, 7.45 a.m. That'll be the last shear before Rosh Hashanah. So tomorrow, Tuesday, there's no shear. Not for the women, not for the men, because mm-hmm. I'm flying back. And then uh, Thursday morning, we'll have another shear before Rosh Hashanah. Okay, we're up to page 108. Huh? We're up to page 108. On top it says, Rosh Hashanah. The last piece of the Mimer of Tiku, the first Tiku. By the way, there's a second Mimer of Tiku afterwards, which is also an incredible Mimer, and we learned it a few years ago. Skedai, if you have time this week, to learn that Mimer also. You have the recordings on the yeshiva.net. If you go to Torah, Lakuta Torah, slash Lakuta Torah, Rosh Hashanah, you'll see this, this, this two Tikus, one we're learning now, one we learned a few years ago, Tikkun B'chay Shaifer. So, what was the summation of, of uh, last class we did Friday morning? So it really captures the core of Shaifer and Rosh Hashanah. And uh, he puts it in the, he explains it in the phrase of Allah, in the Pasuk, Allah Lekim Bisruah. Hashem Bekal Shaifer. It's everything, it's it's brief, so it's not so... It needs explanation. But before Tkir Shaifer, we say the Pasuk, Allah Lekim Bisrua, Hashem Bekal Shaifer. So he explains, there's two names here, there's Alekim and there's Hashem. Allah Lekim Bisrua, and Hashem Yudke Vavke Begosh. Alekim is usually the name that's associated with Tzimtzum, with Din, with restrictedness. That's why Alakim is the gematria, it's 86, it's Hateva. It says in Sifri Kabbalah, the Pardis writes, from Moshe Cordovero, that it's Hateva, the nature. Basically, Teva comes... Very good, very good. I agree. <laughs> Teva is also associated with the word Tubu, Tubu V'yamsov. When something is submerged in water, it's called tviya, like chas v'shalom, a ship sinks, or drowning, it's called litboa, tuvu, right, it says by the shira. Because nature, teva, first of all, it's an imprint, teva, matbeya shetavu chacham, like a coin. It's a system, it's fixed. Nature, by definition, what we call nature is fixed. We don't look for surprises, we look for the consistency of nature. And number two, Tuvu, the Kaya Chapayal, the Alakus, the godliness is concealed, it's submerged within what you call laws of nature. Laws of nature don't really explain anything, but it sounds like they explain something. When you say, why does this happen? Say, these are the natural laws. <laughs> okay. Who said there should be natural laws? You have to accept that. Because gravity, because gravity, that's how it is. Laws of nature, it sounds like it explains something, but it doesn't. Who created laws of nature? Why are they laws of nature? Why do all the laws uh, comply? Right? It's hard to get kids in the classroom to follow one law, and here there's billions and trillions of laws. 
that govern the universe, and everybody has been complying so dutiful. But in any case, Elikim is Begamatria Teva. So Elikim represents Tzimtzum. Allah Elikim Bisnuah. Under Shoshana, the Tzimtzum goes back. Allah. It goes back all the way to the beginning. The question is asked, why? Why, why was there a Tzimtzum? Why did infinity, why did Hashem's infinite oneness renounce its status quo, so to speak, if I could use that expression? and invest in a relationship? And the answer is Bisrua. He says, Bisrua is from the word Reus. Avav Achver Shalom Vireus. Friendship, love. Usruas Melechbai. The Lakim goes back to Sruah, to the original Tainuk, to the original love, to the original desire, which created the whole Tzimtzum. And therefore, there's a whole rebooting, right? A rebooting of the system of Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey which is the whole system anew, because Shoifer, through the coil of the Shoifer, which represents, as he said, the primal voice, the primal sound. If you want to hear what does the most primal sound of a human being sound like, it's not going to sound like a violin, it's going to sound like a Shoifer. The Shoifer captures the most primal sound. The fact that the Shoifer is a not, not sophisticated sound is exactly because it's primal. As he said, the Pasuk of Shiramalus, from the Ma'amakim, we could recall the Yud Kevavke, but for this, you need Hashem, Shima Bikoili, not Likoili, but Bikoili. And the key is that that's why Rosh Hashanah becomes also Yom Hadin. Why? In the immortal words of the Balatanya, he says, since the Oineg and the Ratzin Elyon are remanifested, I want you, I desire you, I delight in you. So his words were, So automatically there is the question, there is the discernment on, on, on whom and on what does this love, is it getting, on, on what is it being conferred on? Is there reciprocity? I love you. Are you, are you also in this relationship? Is there somebody present? Is there somebody alert? Is there somebody who's fully present? You know, I'm here with my whole core. Are you here with your core? And therefore, the ruptures in that relationship come to light. They come to fore. It's a very, very emotional and a very vulnerable, a very intense process, but in a very good way. And he says, that's what Asarisim Tshuva were designated for. So this is why, this is the time of Tshuva, this is the time of Asarisim Tshuva. It's not Stam, choose a few days. It's all connected to what happens on Rosh Hashanah because it's Bachaydish, because it's a Chidush. What does he say? It's a chiddush. What chiddush? Chiddush of everything. Everything is renewed. Not like in the beginning of the month, which is for that month. This is the entire cosmos, the entire universe for the whole year, because the chiyus of last year departs Erev Rosh Hashanah in the evening by Shkiyos Achama. Malchus, Geitaruf. Malchus goes back up. And because Malchus goes back up, so it's almost like the whole world is a little bit in a state of sleep, in limbo. It's almost like, you know, Lahavdil, you're running this 
multi-billion dollar business, right? And then something happens and you, you ask yourself, who needs it? So the business is still running. You know, the secretaries come in, but the, the heart is not there. You know, you know when you run such a business? The whole thing is in question. Like, should I be, it's like a, what they call a midlife crisis, right? You could be running a ganze show, a whole tararam. And then something happens that makes you question everything from the beginning. You still show up to the office. Somebody's still answering the calls. But uh, <laughs> you could feel that uh, if you're sensitive, you feel there's nobody home. It's, 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 it's the void of energy. And then you get that one call or that one customer or that one client or that one, you know, that one profit or that one validation. And it makes you realize why this was your dream. And you're like, you go right back into it with all your chiyos. The night of Rosh Hashanah is a night of cosmic slumber. In Kabbalah it says cosmic slumber. Shina, it's a time of Shina. Why? Adam also went to sleep then. Right, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah was the time uh, Rosh Hashanah he was created, and then there was an element of Shina, the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, and then Chava was created. Okay, so that's that's a sugi that's connected to this, but I don't want to get off topic. But the Nikudah is that everything has to be renewed. The whole chiyus needs to be renewed, and that's what the Kal Shayfid is. So because it's Bachaydish, therefore Tiku blow, and he says, "What's a blow? Blow is from Pnimius Halev." And that's why it's the shoifer. It's not words. It's not words. It's, it's the core of a person. The core of a person's rotsen, which accesses mima makim, the core of Hashem's oinigen rotsen. That's why it's so connected to tshuva. And it refill, it fills all the blemishes. And that's the word shoifer, besides being a ram's horn, it also represents beauty and tainug, because it touches that core. That was some of the points that we that we explored, and let's now go further. The pasuk continues: Tiku b'chayde shayfer, b'kesa liyom chagenu, ki chayk liyisrael hu mishpat lelekayak. By the way, we say this every week in the shir shalyom of Tuesday, of Thursday. It's from Tehillim. Tiku b'chayde shayfer, b'kesa liyom chagenu, ki chayk liyisrael mishpat lelekayak. What does it literally mean? During the month, blow shayfer, b'kesa could mean the designated time of a holiday, or kes also means time that's covered, kisui. This is a law for Yisrael. It's a time of justice for the God of Yaakov. By the way, this is the one source in Tanakh that Rosh Hashanah has to do with Mishpat. There's no source. In Chumash it doesn't say a thing about uh, Yom Hadin or about coronation. This is the one source, and it doesn't even say Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara says, Tiku Bachaydu Shoifer, it doesn't even say when. But Bakesa, there's only one holiday that the moon is covered over. You don't see the moon, only one holiday. Not Yom Kippur, not Sukkot, not Pesach, not Shavuos, you see the moon. Rosh Hashanah is Rosh Chodesh, so you don't see the moon. Or at least part of it, you may not see the moon. Rosh Chodesh depends when. So it's Ezel Chag, the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Ezel Chag, Shach Chodesh, Miskasa boy. the Chodesh, Chodesh is the new moon, Rosh Chodesh, because the moon gets renewed. So that's Rosh Hashanah. doesn't even say clearly it's Rosh Hashanah. So Tiku Bachaydish Shayfa Bakat, but Al Tareb is saying here that it's Tafka that way. Because Chaydish captures everything. Chaydish is Chidush. And then it's Tiku Shayfa. But it doesn't say the Shoshana there. Okay, so he's saying Hayoim Gaita for Shoshana. Mishpatacha Amdu Hayoim is another Demas. No, it says Takin Targum Yonison, I think, that uh, 
When it says Hayoyim, it refers to the Shoshana. Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim Kolchem. Also, it says in Tagim, Yoyim Adedine Rabba. Yoyim Adedine Rabba. No, you have Remazim, Enachanam. Okay. Ba'iyah, Vayhiya Yoyim, Vayavoyu Bneiha Lekim Lesyatsev, right? So they also tie, Chayoyim was Rosh Hashanah. But now we'll see it in the context of this entire Mayimah. Pidush, Kine Harotzen Elyon, Shemizgala Bereshishon, Oaydei Bekesa. The Rotzen Elyon, the Rotzen, the desire, the love, the will that becomes re manifested under Shishona is preceded by Bekesa. What's Kesa? Shubchinus Haistalkus Shibetchilus Lerer Shishona. It's the Istalkus, it's the departure in the beginning of the night of Rosh Hashanah. Shehuzman histalkus hachiyus kloli shalshana sha'avra. It's the time that the collective energy of the previous year ascends. It, so to speak, goes back to its source. Since it's a time of re-evaluation, so the investment of the energy that defined existence a whole year goes back it retreats, it ascends. There's a histalkos of the chiyus. It Like when you say someone is nostalgic, it doesn't mean they disappear. It means the neshama goes into a higher state. It's not embodied through the body. That's what histalkos means. Right? You say, this is a day of histalkos. Histalkos like the honor, the cloud didn't disappear. It ascended. It ascends to a higher state and it's not manifested in the body. So that's what we call death. Excuse me. So he says here, the chiyus doesn't disappear, but the chiyus is nostalgic. Where is it nostalgic to? It retreats, it ascends back into the core, like it was all the way in the beginning, pre-bria. It's like a, a whole new bria. Oh, but it's, so it's a very vulnerable time. So the night of Rosh Hashanah is an extremely, uh, it's extremely it's like the whole marriage is in question, the whole relationship. It's it's every, it's a time of etzem. It's a time of 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 of, of pnimius. I don't know the word is doubt. Uh, it's like but the core of everything comes to the fore. In other words, it's 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 not a time of chitzonius. It's a time of pnimius. It's a time when the deepest the deepest rea- the deepest the deepest truths behind reality are laid out on the table. <laughs> You know, sometimes a relationship just functions a little bit by rote. Even if there's passion, but it's like, you know, day in, day out. Here it's like, it's back to the beginning. It's it's the skeleton, it's the core. And then on Hashanah, through the tefillahs, through the davening and the tekiyas shayfer, so it's not just rituals, Yudavin, Etkiyas. He says, actually, that creates the Chiddush. Tiku b'chaydesh shofar. That creates a new Chiyos, a new Chiyos Kloli, a general Chiyos. Because this is not just Chiyos of a month or of a day. This is the whole Chiyos of all the worlds, including this world. As he said in the beginning of the Maimur, all the worlds are Meshachadosh. And for this... There has to be a whole new Hamshacha, a whole new revelation of his deepest Oinig, his deepest desire, and his deepest Ratzin for Malucha. Which is beyond Chachma, which is beyond Ishtalshlus, which is beyond structure. It's beyond structure, because the whole structure comes after it. Umis'ala 
מראש השנה ועד יום הכיפורים. שאז בנעילה הוא גמר העליאס, והוא זמן גמר הסליחה. ואז הקציב, לפני השם תתהרו, למיילה מבחינת הוויה כנסקלל. הסרסימי תשוב is one unit now, it's not separate things. Like you said earlier, that Rosh Hashanah is this Eurus of Ratzin Ha'alyin, and the ten days are connected to ten Kaychus HaNefesh. So he says, Rosh Hashanah, the Chiyus gets renewed. Each day of the Aserisim HaTshuva, there's another elevation, another heightenedness, another elevation and sublimation of this energy, until Ne'ilah of Yom Kippur. Ne'ilah is closing, the closure. He says, that's when you have the Gemar HaAliyahs, the completion of all of the aliyahs, the sublimation, the elevation of this chiyos, the new one, and then is the time of ultimate and complete slicha. Like he said, What is slicha? Slicha, real forgiveness is that you get back to the core of the ratzen, which only from there everything can be refilled because you're not dealing with the specific issue. You go back to the core of everything. So Yom Kippur, by Ne'ilah, is that everything is complete. And that's why it says about Yom Kippur, Lifnei Hashem titaru. B'yom ha'zeh yechapar aleich motayr eschem akel chatiseichem, Lifnei Hashem titaru. Literally it means, before Hashem you should be cleansed. But literally, Lifnei means before. So he says, Lifnei Hashem means higher than Hashem. What does it mean higher than Hashem? Higher than Yudke Vofke. Lifnei Hashem, it's Lifnei, it's deeper. It's the Pnimius, it's Lifnei. Lifnei as... Not lifnei in front of, lifnei as before, right? It's like the Lashon in the is lifnei meloich melech b'nei So It was before. Lifnei Hashem, you went, went into a place that's lifnei yudkei vafke. Yudkei vafke is a shtalshalos, that structure, that's the system. That's the system, and Torah mitzvahs channels that system. But tshuva reaches, like we spoke about, Rebelazim ben Durda, yeshkoinai lama, b'shah achas, because it goes to a place of of Lifnei Yudkei Vavke. And from there always comes Titaru, the full cleansing. And therefore there's no such a thing that hope is lost. Because even if the structures were betrayed, and therefore there's no in anymore, I'm not interested in you, you hurt me too much, and the well is dried up, but here we go Lifnei. And you go Lifnei, you go to the sub-sub-subterranean well, there's a whole new current, a, a, a nuclear explosion of, of, of energy, of love, and automatically all the holes get filled up, all the, all the crevices get filled with this new flow, this new current. We think Rosh Hashanah is one Yom Tif, Yom Kippur is another Yom Tif, Sukkot is a third Yom Tif, it's all one thing. Sukkot is the revelation of the Bakesa of, of, of Rosh Hashanah. Yom Chagenu, Yom Chagenu, is Sukkot. So he says, What was Bakesa, Rosh Hashanah, and even Yom Kippur, because over there, the energy was being renewed, Sukkot is the like manifestation of the celebration of that relationship. So 
Sukkis is a hisgal, is an explosion of simcha. He says the simcha with Hashem is unbelievably powerful when the Ratz and the alien got revealed through the Bekesa, through the departure in the night of Rosh Hashanah, which is very vulnerable, it's very faithful. But then there's a reinvestment of the Ratzin. Ah! So now it comes out. Sukkis is just a revelation of what was bottled up Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. You know how sometimes a person goes through an experience, but they don't have time to process it. The experience is there, it's very intense. And then you take time to process it, and the person is either crying or laughing. And then what happened? It didn't happen now, it happened. It happened a long time ago. Now I'm just feeling it. So he says, Sukkis is the celebration of it. And he gives an interesting example, somebody who comes out of captivity. So the Simcha is much more. It's Simcha Sebiyasireh The Sukkis is like the release. It's the release, the, the, the liberation of that very, very profound tension and vulnerability. And then when the relationship was renewed and there was the Lifnei Hashem Titaro, and everything was refilled, it is just a natural celebration that is so intense. What do you do, Sukkot? You draw water in joy. They would pour water every day of Yom Tif on the altar, in the Beis HaMikdash. It represents... The end of Masachis Yom Rebbe Kiva says, Ashrechem Yisrael. And he brings the Pasuk, I'll sprinkle Mayim Tahirim, clean water on you, and you'll be cleansed. So Sukkot, which represents the revelation of that relationship, we poured that clean water from the well, Mayim Tahirim, even in a physical sense in the Beis HaMikdush. And that's Usha'afta Mayim Bisasayim, with tremendous simcha, with tremendous festivity. So everything that occurs, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, is manifested in Revelation Sukkot. Sukkot is just the gilui of, of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Shana and Yom Kippur, it's happening inside, it's happening beplimius. It's working through the issues, as you would say. Tiku Bekesa, what was Bekesa, Rosh Hashanah, Leyom Chagein, who comes out Bezgalos on Sukkot. So Sukkot is the culmination of this relationship. It's not a separate thing. Right? It's like by a chasana, you have different parts of a wedding. You have the solemn part of the wedding. You know, you have the meetings, and you have the datings, and you have the engagement, and you have the, you know, the various fluctuations and preparations and the serious time. And then afterwards, you know, the chuppet zechendik, and now it's time to, uh, to celebrate. So that's sukkahs. So it's one hemshech, it's one continuation. It's not a separate yomtif. It's it's the gilui of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The zgalos rotsana elyon, right? Fully is is actualized on Sukkot. And the pasuk continues because you have to take time to celebrate it. It's it's not just it is part of the rotsan is that you celebrate it. You you you. It's a chagiga. It's a celebration. It's a yom chagenu. It says it was Simchas Beis Hasheva then. The, the, the Mishnah says, Mishnah Leirah Simchas Beis Hasheva Leirah Simcha Meyamav. What was the Simcha? Because he says the Simcha is like somebody who was never in, when somebody was in captivity and they come out, there's a, they dance in a different way. They celebrate their freedom in a different way. Why do they celebrate their freedom in a different way? It would have been better if they were never in jail, right? That may be true, but L'Payal Mamish, when somebody goes through such a crisis, 
and comes out of it, it's a different level of Simcha. So when somebody goes through the Shoshan and Yom Kippur, what does that represent here spiritually? Yeah. That if I go through some form of disintegration, which it looks like I'm falling into the abyss, like he says, the Belazah ben starts crying because his soul can't contain it. There's no I left. And from there, you access and you discover your own deepest Ratzin, which accesses the divine Hashem's deepest Ratzin. And there's a whole new lease on life. It's a new lease on life, a new Tainug and a new Ratzin. So he says the Simcha of that is unparalleled. It's a Simcha that's beyond structure. Why? Because it came from a place of, of beyond structure. Sometimes you have a happiness, like they say, now we're going to have spontaneous dancing. Right? Sometimes there is spontaneous dancing. It's a different level of simcha. It's a different type of simcha. It's not the simcha that comes from, okay, now it's time to smile and clap your hands. Sometimes people do that, right? But that's not the simcha that he's talking about. Simcha he's talking about is vatahiya, simcha, it comes from a place that's beyond Hishtalshalos, because Rosh Hashanah touched a place beyond Hishtalshalos. So the Simcha that comes out of that is also beyond structure. And that's why it says they didn't sleep and they would dance all night. And then it's culminated, Shmini Atzeres, Simchas the Simcha is even bigger. But it's all Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Bezgalos. There's a Lashon in one of the Maimon of the Balatanya. Whatever happens, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur happens, Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres and Chastayda. The difference is how he puts it. In the first days it's going up, in the second days it's going down. It's the same energy. It's the same energy. If you're sensitive, it's exactly the same energy. But here it's Ketaruf and here it's Ketarup. In other words, here it's in a state of Aliyah. It's in a state of going deeper into yourself. And here it's coming out in a manifested, revealed way. That's why we're learning this mimer. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. That's why we're learning this mimer. He's describing the opportunity, the, the energy that's available. But one, then there is my initiative, my opening up, my vulnerability, my going to this place. You're right. Why the pessimism? Because it's Monday morning. Monday morning. It's Monday morning. I know Monday morning is an energy of Gvura. Sunday is Chesed. Monday is Gvura. Monday the waters were split. So it's true. Monday morning is challenging emotionally. That's true. But you have to remember that the whole Kavana and the split was just for Fadir B'Tachtayna. Huh? To, to bring the finite back to the infinite. Yeah. We don't recognize ruptures as, as ultimate reality. Ruptures are preparations for deeper reconciliation. What do they call it in marriage therapy when a couple has a rupture and then they, they bring it back together? There's a name for it, no? What's a... <laughs> what? There's no name? For... Uh, okay. I'm saying every rupture is an invitation for a deeper, deeper reconciliation. Because if our reconciliation could work through the rupture, it's going to be much more powerful than it was before. There's an, in halacha, there's something called shtar sheyatzal of irur. You have a shtar, and then yatzal of irur, right? The woman, the husband, the lender, the bar, says it's not just forged. So they bring the edis and they're mekayim it. So that shtar is much more powerful 
than the original star that was innocent, that there's no error. Why? Because it went through rupture. It's a very powerful idea in halacha. The same is true with a relationship. And that's what tshuva is. Like a rope, you know, when it gets torn, Dalter Rebbe says in a maimer somewhere, actually in Tanya, when a rope gets, and you, you retie it in that place, it becomes much more powerful. Because you have to, you have to fix that. So the Pasuk now says, Ki Yisrael hu mishpat What's the connection? Literally, it's, it's a law for Yisrael. Here you have two names. So he says as follows. He nay, Yisrael, Shabbos in the Maim, Shamalis, Mamakim, we also learned about Yisrael and Yaakov. So here also he says, Yisrael the Pchinus ki Sarisa Melekim. Yisrael is, you quarreled and you prevailed over Elekim. Why is he called Yisrael ki Sarisa Melekim vimanoshim batuchel? The Hainu Shekvar Nasa Saro Moshal Pchinus Elekim. You hear what he touches Yisrael. Yisrael is somebody who's already in control of Elikim Shobchinus Tzimtzum Vehest upon him. He's in control over the Tzimtzum. Sarisa. He became a Tsar, a ruler, a, 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 a prince. Tsar is like a prince, a Melech. Over Elikim, over the Tzimtzum. The Tzimtzum doesn't control me, the Tzimtzum doesn't define me. He has the Tzimtzum in context. Liyaz Giluya Elamhazavetanugov. The tzimtzum, which created the Olam Hazad, the world that feels separate from Hashem. In other words, his divine soul has stripped itself from impure garments, levushim tzoyim, and the darkness was transformed to light. Ra, brokenness and negativity is not something that interests him anymore. His rotsin of the nefesh alakis is fully, fully intense. And that's what rules in his life. That's Yisrael. He's a sar over elikim. In other words, the concealment which creates the rupture and the separation doesn't play a significant role because he has it under control. Generally speaking, in Tanya, it's like the level of a tzaddik. But in that itself, there's so many different levels. But on some basic level, even a benini, but there's control over the alikim to the point that he's mayas bira. It doesn't interest him anymore. Then it's a chayk. The word chayk in, in Tanakh is often associated with food. Like it says in Mishle, Hatrifeni lechem chuki. Give me the bread that's fixed for me. So he says, He accesses the skull and Hashem's desire. So he says, He accesses the skull, the Ratzin alien, and that becomes his food for the whole year. A whole year he now lives with the Galgalta, with the Ratzin Alien, with the Shoifer. It becomes a chayk, it becomes his food staple for the year. It nourishes him, this is the space he's in. Vegam chayk loshen kvias. Chayk is food, chayk also means like a statue, it's fixed. Vegam chayk loshen chkika, it's engraved, it's engraved. Vuinyin glif, glifu b'tehiru ilah, shubchines oisis, shubchines oisis, kelam. In Zoyer it says, when Hashem wanted to create the world, he engraved, he engraved gravings in the higher light. 
Glif glifu is chokak chakikos. That's choik. He engraved even the higher light, and that's the oisius that are engraved, which are the kalim. In other words, the way the kalim were fashioned, engraved in the divine infinite light. Tahira means pure, in Aramaic Tahira means light. It's full of infinite light. That's the Neshama. It comes from Hashem's light. Chabad <laughs> He's describing it. He has his flow of consciousness describing, you know, what life looks like, right? So he says, this Jew who's in a state of Yisrael, he doesn't just live, but he, so to speak, mastered the tzimtzum. <laughs> he really, kisarisim alchimi mastered the tzimtzum. So now this Rosh Hashanah, Tikkun B'chayi becomes a chayk. For this Julius Yisrael, becomes a chayk. First of all, it becomes food. He lives on this. Like food, you live on it. I love Yechiyadah. Chayk, it's also fixed. Chayk, it's also engraved. It's engraved in him. Engraved means it's not separate. It's part of who you are. Yeah, when something is engraved, when you write something on a piece of paper, you can erase it. When you engrave something in stone, right? you can't erase it. Why? Because it's Mineu Bey, it's part of it. There's no separateness anymore. That's his experience. That's what he says. So his nefesh becomes a keli and a mishkan for the Ein Saif, and it's always, he's always in a state of alignment. He says, how does it look like? Day and night, he lives, he lives with a lakus. And it's not just intellectually. He says there's a fire that comes in him. The fire is expressed in davening. The fire is expressed in his words, in his thoughts, in his actions. There's a hiskashrus, whether it's Chabad and Chabad, Chachma bin Adas, and Hashem's Chachma bin Adas, Chesed Gvurit Teferis, and Hashem's Chesed Gvurit Teferis. In other words, he becomes a conduit for the divine, for the Ratzon Alien. So this becomes his existence throughout his life. Mashenkin Pchinis Yaakov, but then you have Yaakov. What's Yaakov? Yud Ekev. Why was Yaakov called Yaakov? Because his hand was grasping the sole of the foot of Esav, a cave Esav. So he says, Yud, Yada is Yud. It's the Yud of the Neshama, the Nefesh Alekis, but it goes down into the heel. And which heel? The heel of Esav. It's connected to the hill. In other words, it's completely enclosed in the Levushim of Elam Hazah. Yisrael lives in Elam Hazah, but it's a different Elam Hazah. It's a transformed space. Yaakov is not that person. Yaakov is, there's a Yud, but the Yud is in Ekev. The Yud is enclosed in the Levushim, in the garments of a very material world where there is a Tzimtzum, where there is dissonance. Ela Shubbchinus Eskafya. And that's why his avoid is not ishabche iskafya. What's the difference? Ishabche means transformation. Iskafya literally means the word kaifa. Kaifa means compel, subdue, like you have by a get. Kaifa noisai, achriyai miroitzani. If a husband doesn't want to give a get, and halachically he has to give a get, what's, what's the halacha? 
<laughs> you're from Russia. <laughs> you say it as is. Kaifenoisa. Kaifenoisa means you force. Till he says it on The word is skafia. The word is skafia is a different mahalach in Avaidah Sashem. It's very important. Not always am I in a transformed state. Sometimes you're in a transformed state. We all have that. Your entire being, your entire system is aligned. Sometimes I'm not aligned. There's parts of me that are, that are, that are struggling and that protest. That's fine. Iskafia means you can acknowledge it and you could say, it's all right. You come home, one of your children is really, really triggering you, right? There's a part of you that says, I don't want to be a father. I don't want to be married. I don't want to be in this house. I'm out of here. After breaking a window, I'm out of here. I'm running away to New Zealand. You ever had that feeling? What, what's the avoider then? Not as hapcha. There could be a sab, but not right then. Right then is a skafi. What's a skafi? Skafi means you acknowledge it. And it's hard because it says, don't only acknowledge me, I'm the truth. But you say, you know what? There's also another truth. The truth is, I want to be a father. I want to be kind. I want to be connected. But it's hard because there's a part that protests. You understand? And you have to be kaifa. You have to say, it's under control. I got it. We'll talk about it. But in the meantime, this is the right thing to do. Your behavior, you choose what behavior reflects your ultimate values, your ultimate identity. Without denying the struggle, there's a struggle that's called Yaakov. Yisrael is sarisim elikim. You already became a sar over elikim. After the fight, he's called Yisrael. Before the fight, when he's born, he's called Yaakov. We all have those two states in life. So here the Alter Rebbe says, after the Shoshana, you know how people come out to Shoshana Yom Kippur, it's a new year, Alts is good, right? And then 20 minutes later, <laughs> 20 minutes later, the world is not, it's not so, it's not so rosy. He says, yeah, there's Yisrael and there's Yaakov. Yisrael becomes a chaykli Yisrael. He says, Yaakov, it's a different avayda. You go up and you go down. Yaakov and Esav quarrel. One person gets strength from the defeat of the other. If you don't have help, you're going to lose. You get defeated. In other words, it's a real battle. Hashem is not only the God of Yisrael, He's also the God of, 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 uh, of, of Yaakov. And here the word is Aleikei, Alekim. Because there is a Tzimtzum, there is a Mulcham. And over here is Mishpat. And it says in Zoyar, Mishpat Ihu Rachamei. It says, V'shoftu Eida, V'itzilu Eida. Mishpat, real judgment, it's an unbelievable expression in Zoyar. Real judgment is always about compassion. Mishpat Ihu Rachamei, why? Because what does real judgment mean? Real judgment means truly judging reality. And if there's no empathy... You never know the reality. The Hest, people think, I'm judging, I'm judging. Real judging? Mishpat, iyu rachme. Because if you don't have rachme, if you don't have empathy, you're not seeing reality. You're not judging. You're judging from your perspective. You're not really. Real judgment means see the reality. See what's happening. If you want to see what's happening, you always have to have compassion. You always have to have empathy. So a half of art. That's mishpat, for the whole year, that he should be able to prevail despite the fact that there's moments that require tremendous eskafia, not eshapcha. They're not transformed moments. 
There are moments where I'm being pulled in a thousand directions and I have to be able to make choices based on my ultimate truth. Because my, to use contemporary language, there's certain parts in me that don't agree with that ultimate truth at the moment. At least at the surface, they have an opposite message. That's what he says. What is Bakese comes out And here there's two stages. There's Chaykli Yisrael and there's Mishpat Lalekeyakov. All this gets access on Rosh the head of the year. A straight heart, an aligned heart. Yashar, like you say, Yashar, Derech Yishara, means straight, aligned, not crooked. So Tishrei is Isis, Yishras. Yishra, there's an expression like Yishras Levav, a straight heart, an aligned heart. To align your posture, to align your heart. So the both hearts become aligned. Because the Nikud of Rosh Hashanah of Tishrei, Yishra says, that the Ratz and the Alien should flow all the way downwards. Iskafia is also alignment. People think, if I'm a tzaddik, I'm aligned. If Iskafia, I'm not aligned, I'm broken. No, no, he says, it's also alignment. So this is a half of the kivart. Because the fact that you could talk to the parts of yourself and say, right now, despite what you're feeling, this is the right behavior that brings alignment into all your parts. This is, I think, uh, this is uh, in different models of healing. You have models where you can't convince every part of you to agree. You don't have to. You don't have to. You could be at peace with the fact that there's no perfect peace. And that's also peace. That's also Yishras. That's also Yishras Lavav. You know why? Because this is the reality. And yet, with this reality, I can choose to live in a way that brings me closer to the Ratzon Alien, which is my own Ratzon also. So Tishrei is Oisis Yishra. By the way, Tishrei starts with Tav. Tav Shin Yud. In other words, it goes up from the bottom. That's what he speaks earlier, that it's the Aliyah, the Aliyah of Allah Lekim Bisru. It's a reference to another Maimer where he discusses the union of Yishra Slovav. Avaidus Hatshuv is always going up from the bottom. It's always from the abyss going up. Nissan is called Aviv. Aviv Aviv is Aleph Bez. You go Milmaila Lamata. Nissan was birth. And Tishrei is Tshuva. Nissan is birth, is olive base. You go down, and Tishrei is upwards. It's a different avoda. You're saying Tishrei sounds like depression. Tishrei. Tishrei is not depression. We just said. Um, try the Chazad the Maimer this week, or on Rosh Hashanah, before Rosh Hashanah. It's good to learn this Maimer a few times inside. You heard the story I said the night of Slichus with Remendel Haradaker. I told the story. He went to see the Alter Rebbe Davening. He was very young. The Baltime was very young. It was before he was, uh, he was really young. He came back. He said, he didn't want to disturb me. He said, Efreit sich mit dem Eberstin und Eberst sich mit dem. How he defined the, It's a definition of Davening. Efreit sich mit dem Eberstin und Eberst sich mit dem.
It's almost like you see a couple, you know? You know what I mean? You say, he's celebrating her and she's celebrating him. Don't interfere. It's not nice to interfere. <laughs> you don't interfere. In the middle of Shemineser, you don't interfere somebody. Why not? Because it's intimacy, right? It's not a time you have a call, somebody, wait. Huh? <laughs> the phone doesn't care about Shemineser, Zaksta. <laughs> so I'm saying that sometimes a relationship is sacred. It's like in the middle of Shemineser. You don't interfere. People, people sometimes do things that interrupt a relationship. And you're not allowed to do it, like by a Shabbos table. For somebody to say something to a husband that that diminishes the respect of his wife, or somebody says something to a wife that diminishes the respect of the husband, is like interfering in Shemayin Astra. It's not. It's not. You should. You have to be careful. So the real davening is that type of relationship. It's a marriage. So he said, Okay, have a beautiful day. But Ezra Hashem will meet Thursday morning. 7.45. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.